you know, you can debate whether they should have or not. I feel like just that bridge there's burned. Like, he doesn't want to be here. Um, they're clearly trying to clean house. I mean, you see they're releasing players. They just released Left Jack- and right, Jackson. dude. It's terrible. Uh, I heard the rumor was the next two were going to be Alshon Jeffrey and uh, Malik Jackson. No shit. Well, I don't, I'm not surprised about Jeffrey, but Jackson's not bad. I, I wouldn't mind keeping yeah, him. Yeah, he, he just couldn't stay healthy, I guess, in his yeah. age. I don't know. I guess, but, I guess it, you know, plus with the salary cap, too. I wonder. Well, yeah, I mean, that's paid. the thing, too, with having to eat Wentz's salary this yeah. year. That, all that dead cap money. I mean, they're kind of strapped this year. Yeah, that's tough, dude. That's tough. Um, I'm I'm not really fucking thrilled about it, man, going forward. And it, and it really boggles the shit out of my mind. Like, it really does. How Howie Roseman... Still has a job. All right, yeah, that's and that's a totally separate conversation, but it does kind of tie into this. Like, it's the whole. Th- it, yeah. It. How the hell does this man still have a job? Like, you know, all the drafts, the the not replenishing talent. Like, you know, it sets the team back when you have multiple draft picks that in a couple years after they're drafted, they're either off the team. They can't make this, the starting roster. Like, you're not replenishing talent, and then you're putting band-aids on bullet holes trying exactly. to, like, you know, get these aging free agents, you know. I mean, he's not a bad guy at making trades. He but, dude, he whiffs, couple, but still, he whiffs on every draft pick, and that's why... The draft picks are killer. Um, the last few bad. seasons, the, you know, the, um, the free agents really haven't worked out. I mean, you know, we saw it with Jackson. That, you know, he couldn't stay healthy. He played two games a season. I mean... Yeah, at that dude. point, it's a waste of a roster spot, and you know it's a shame. But they I gotta, mean, they got to move on. They got to get all, and, uh, and that core group from 2017 is finally being broken up. We get to kind of move forward. Well, that's what it's about. But yeah. I mean, you know, it goes back to the Wentz trade with Roseman, and it's like people, you know, either are totally not for the trade. Or they're they they have some just because like you know Philly's like I don't know just somehow like no matter what we always are optimistic sort of for the most part going into a season, um I I, I don't know what that has to attribute to or what that says about our franchise, um but nonetheless you have two people on there's always going to be a little bit of that every yeah, year sure but you have you have people on why each, else will we watch you know what I mean exactly you have but, people on each side of it though but and they're looking at it like this and, and I'm sitting back saying that it, so we gave up. A franchise quarterback. It essentially, I wouldn't call Carson Wentz like a Lamborghini or or Ferrari. But he's a reliable car. He's he's like you know uh, a Tesla. You know, even uh, even better, he might be a Rolls Royce. I don't know. Maybe he, he yeah Rolls Royce that kind of comparison. Anyway, point being is Roseman. We 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 gave up a Tesla or Rolls Royce Rolls Royce, um, whatever you want to compare him to. For draft picks, and Roseman's been historically shit. Yeah, and and the other issue really was the, the Eagles didn't have much leverage. Like, oh, we had some. I mean, stuff, some players. And no, I mean, look, there's still yeah, we but, sign them clearly. But, but I'm saying the problem is with you know the way they handled the situation. Like, listen, I mean, part of it comes down to you know Carson Wentz wanted out, and at that point, if he wants out. And, you know, they're trying to move him. That bridge is burned. You have to make the trade. It's unfortunate. You know, you, you look at this guy and you think he's going to be your starter for 10 years. Yeah. And you're not going to have to worry about ever drafting a quarterback. But, you know, it, it and it's a shame because, like, 
they don't have a direction going forward right now either. It's like it's not even like they turned to you know, you know, handed the keys to Hertz. It's just you know they said you know they're gonna bring a guy in and it's like you're gonna create another. I mean, all right, I, I'm all for like you know having a quarterback that's you know as a backup that's competent, yeah, and can come in for a game or two and win you a game. But like, I would rather see them just get like a veteran guy, like like a, like a Ryan like Fitzmagic. a Ryan Fitzpatrick type. Yeah. But yeah, right, and and just let Hurts start. The team's in a rebuild anyway. Yeah, you know, see how that works out because you know you saw. A little bit in those four games. You saw some things he can do well. You saw some things that, you know, he's still a rookie that he has to work on. Right. But, like, just at that point, you know, it's a shame they just don't have a direction right now. And, like... Yeah, man. And now it's, you know, you're starting to see, like, what years of bad drafting does to your team. It sets you so far back. See, and no one really thinks about that. And and welcome in, by the way, to uh, another rendition of this In the Paint podcast. Um, usually we come in with the intro, but uh, I want to yeah. shake it up a little bit and you, today. And you, yeah, and usually we have guests, but you know today all you're gonna get is uh, you me get to and listen Martin. to us talk the whole get time. To li- oh boy, get to listen to us. For babble. you few people here watching, you guys are brave souls. You guys are brave souls. Um, I've been having some computer issues uh, lately. Uh, obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles are just in a you know complete state of disarray. <laughs> c- complete disarray is like an understatement. But yeah, man, I mean, just, you know, m- moving forward, dude, uh, like, I think you hit the nail on the head. There's no direction for this team right now. That's the see, that's, that's what the scares thing. me. And like, look, as a, as a fan, as a person who watches football, but also understands the business side of the NFL, I understand why the trade's being made. You don't have to sell it to me why you're trading Carson Wentz. I get it. You know, and, and you know, they figure the way he played. You know, the way the relationship between him and Peterson went where they weren't talking for eight weeks. You hear yeah, about that yeah. yesterday? It yep. came out. Yep. Like, so I get it. I get all that. You're going to make the trade fine. But like I said, the fact that there's no plan. Like, Hurts should be, Jalen Hurts should be named the starter. You get a veteran guy like a Fitzpatrick, like we said, somebody that's competent and come in and can win games, win one or two games. And just let it play out. Yeah. And now, you know. You got to eat that dead cap this year, but then Wentz will be off the books. You can start using that money that you'd be paying him to kind of replenish the roster a little bit. Um, you know, you got to hit on these draft picks, and you got to hope you know Wentz stays healthy and plays seventy five percent of the snaps next year to get yeah, and we uh, get that first, first rounder, rounder instead of yep. being a second. You know, that conditional pick, dude. But it's gonna be our luck, man. I'm telling you, it's gonna be our fucking luck that he'll get hurt in week three. No, he'll, he'll play <laughs> like. Or no, he has yeah. to play the seventy five. Right. Yeah. So he'll get, he'll get yeah, hurt. He'll in week get hurt. Three yeah. And he'll be out for you know he'll be out for ten weeks. Yeah. And that's it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Dude. That's complete Philly fucking luck, man. It's rough. Uh, you know, it's it's gonna be interesting. Um, people don't really think about that. Uh, you know, about the draft. Um, and and, and the draft, man. It's winning, like and winning masks that too. That's the thing. Like winning does. We, we've yes. come accustomed over the last few seasons of the Eagles. Even the season, you know, even the past couple seasons where they kind of had to fight their way in at the end, of December. Still, it's winning football. You're playing in January. You're right. playing playoff football. So winning games, you know, masks these bad drafts because you're always, you know, you're always one of the better teams in the league. You're drafting at the bottom, right? And then when that window closes for that team that core group of players and they start breaking that team up. Now, if you don't have draft picks that hit like, you know, in our case where, you know, you go back to a number of these guys over the past 10 seasons or so, you know, 
how many of those guys re- really stayed or d- made an impact? And like, how many of the guys in the past, say, five seasons, maybe four or five seasons, hmm. are even still on this team? Or still like being a productive member That's of the team. That's a good team. question. Um, There's only a, a a small number. I mean, I I would argue Jason Kelsey, Look, Jason, Jason Peters. Jason Kelsey got well. Peters was up to like trade, the last two years. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so I'm talking like Eagles draft picks. So like Lane Johnson, oh, okay. I would say would be another well, one. Okay, Fletcher yeah, yeah. Cox, Cox, yes. Brandon, Brandon Graham, Graham, Brandon yeah. Graham. At early on, actually, really. He even was kind of labeled possibly being a bust. A he bust. had he had a few injuries he early on, on his yeah. career, and he came on he did. and became really one of the, if not the reason, know, the why most serviceable eagle that's been on the you know over the past at least that, stripping that ball right out of fucking yeah at least in the past few seasons he's really been like the the, the leader of this team. Dude, one of the leaders of this team. Switching gears real fast. I mean, I know it's it's a two two weeks or so removed. Um, but I mean, how about fucking Tom Brady again, man? I mean, uh, it's yeah. I mean, look, you got to You got to respect. You know, whether you think, whatever you think about, you know, his time in New England and all that stuff. You got to give it to the guy that you know. He literally went. And and yeah, don't get me wrong. Tampa no. had a good roster around him. That's a Ferrari right there. That's, that's a Lamborghini. The guy he just wins <laughs> you know? games. I mean, New, you know, New he, England fucked up. <laughs> New England fucked up. They should have paid him. Uh like I, I'm pretty sure like if and they're they, kind of and and it's funny is like I even look at New England. They're actually kind of similar to us right now. Right as far as like no where future. they're at as a franchise, they have no quarterback, no no but real direction for their future. You know what they have? They have. Bill Belichick. They have they have Bill Belichick. That's the difference. And Robert but, Kraft, who 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 right who yeah. But say what you will about him, but and I will say like Jeffrey Lurie, at least in my time on this earth, <laughs> has, <laughs> has well my entire time on this earth, Jeffrey Lurie has owned the team. Right, and I can say you know that in the time I've watched Eagles football. It's mostly been winning football. Right. We we've been lucky. We grew up in an era where the Eagles have been a winning franchise, yeah. and that's why we're you know we understand like you know, and we've also went through some heartbreaks along the way that we we kind of understand like what we expect from this organization as far as putting a winning team together. Yeah, and that's why it's so frustrating watching this play out because now it's like Jeffrey Lurie. I don't know what Howie Roseman has on him. What dirt. Dude, what, he's got what, something, what huh? What kind of text messages or Bro. photos? Or, oh, man. He's got something on he's him, man. He's got something, dude. He's, he's probably got some... He's in his back pocket, man. I don't I don't know. Like, It doesn't make any sense. It really doesn't. I mean, it, it bro, it and, and, it's, and, it's, and it's crazy to think about. Even, like, it makes you look back in hindsight. Like, even the Super Bowl year, like, you just kind of hit, like, in, in the bottle. <laughs> yeah, All the free dude. agents Are you worked. kidding me? The Jay Ajayi trade worked. You know, everybody that you drafted over the past couple of seasons prior worked out. Carson Wentz was playing like an MVP. Right like it, it almost looked like it was just like, wow, it was like some kind of anomaly. Because, yeah. I mean, even with Wentz, you know, I've defended him from day one. But, you know, I've defended him as but well. He also, <laughs> at but, nauseum. But as a realist, I also look at the numbers, and they statistically have declined. Last season, he was in the bottom of the league in pretty much every statistical category except turnovers, which you don't want to lead the league in. Yeah, but yeah. like I said, I don't put that all on him. But I, like I said, as a realist, I look at both sides of it. I try to look at it objectively. There is some truth to that. I mean, you know, he threw a lot of interceptions. Fumbled. He had a fumbling problem from his rookie year until now. He, he had a fumbling problem. Yeah. So, but again, like I don't. 
How I feel about the trade at this point, I just really wanted to know that we had a direction because I was like, look, I understand why you're doing it. It's it's that relationship is fractured. You know, it's over. You're, you're blowing it up. You're starting over fine. Yeah. That's kind of what I wanted the team to do anyway. Time to rebuild. And if that means Carson Wentz isn't going to be here for it, well, put it this way. The way the roster was constructed now, he's already 28. We already would have burned through his prime, regardless. Yeah, but so I mean, it's but you look at guys like on hindsight of that, like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and I know they're well, those anomalies. Guys are gener- they're generational and I'm anomalies, com- right? Yeah, and I'm not comparing them right. at no, all. No, I, but I, but I get, but I, I get what you're getting at with that. Though. There, there's a lot of quarterbacks now, especially the way so, the game and the way been and the way the, the way the games. You know, caters to keeping them healthy and keep it, yeah, that, and it caters right. literally two quarterbacks. Right. Like the game is written around the game the is yeah, it's a quarterback league, and that's why these quarterbacks are getting paid these insane salaries now, and they kind of dictate what where they go. I mean, think about it. Like, you know, not that anything's happened of it so far, but Deshaun Watson's been vocal uh, about yeah. it this whole offseason. He's like, I want out of here. Yeah, he's telling the Texans, I want like now these quarterbacks have the leverage, like. And we're seeing it here with Wentz. Yeah. I'm done. I went out. Yeah. And, you know, it's a quarterback league. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's tough because if you think about it, you know, once a quarterback's rookie deal ends and you're paying them that top dollar, well, now it, it you have to look at it from a cap standpoint of like, you know, now you have less salary cap to work with. Naturally, your team's going to be a little less talented because you have a little less money to spend. Right, right. So it's hard, man. It, there's so many factors as to why this team became the mess that it is today. And there's blame to go around for everybody. Yeah. From Lori to Wentz to Peterson. To the Cowboy who works. To every That whole training <laughs> staff. The, the doctors should be fired. Everybody's <laughs> fucking hurt. Everybody, the blue tent's full every game. Dude, it, it they have like six blue tents at this point. Brutal. The it, whole link's just going to have a blue tent as a roof. It might as well. <laughs> Imagine that, dude! <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man, that's that's when you know it's a. I mean, there's a problem. Yeah, who, who has a blue dome? Doesn't someone have a blue dome? Probably. Or used to? Oh, well, probably Wentz will probably be playing. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The Colts. Yeah. Well, dome, it's not. Right? Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Indianapolis <laughs> or Detroit. I don't know what the. Tried, I tried to tie that in it's there. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. I appreciate that. But uh, it, it, I didn't. Man. Compl- I didn't completely fall on my. No, face. man. You set me up, man. You put that right on the tee, and I just kind of went for it. Boop. I mean, that was like a nice base hit right through. Uh, yeah, that's a dinger, man. Right through the gap. Yeah. Yeah, that's a nice gapper. Yeah, man. Um. That's another thing coming up, man. Dude, baseball, Baseball's right around the corner. I'm excited for that, Good weather's coming around, man. Yeah. I'm excited for it, dude. I'm excited. Uh, What do you think, uh, I guess from, uh, you know, like a a fan side of everything, where do you think, uh, like, predictions-wise? The Phillies? Yeah, like, I mean, the the Phillies and our division and everything like that. So I'm going to hit you with a two-parter. Okay. So where do you think our division is? And then... Division's gotten better, I think. Division's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second half of that... We'll just leave it at that. It's gotten better. The second half of the question um, is, you know, when do you see us back, uh, you know, in stadiums, in baseball stadiums, in the in the summertime? Well, okay, that's cool. And then I can tie in uh, my Flyers point at the end with that. I'll that so that that's a perfect... Uh, but yeah, with the Phillies, I mean, yeah, the division's gotten way better. Um, the Phillies have made some minor moves. I mean, I think they've got a couple guys for their rotation, but no, nothing... They, they they pretty much just re-signed everyone they needed to re-sign. Right. And I I hope that this is the year they at least push for like a wild card spot. Like you know what I mean? It's gonna like, be tough. Like, dude. Like, it's gonna be tough. You got man. the Braves. Yeah. You got the Nats. 
Like the division, I don't I don't even know if they'll you know you got the Mets. compete for the division now, right? And they just, you got the Marlins who won right. it last year, I believe, and now and I think it was a short season. I will say though, like I like I like the direction everything's going in now with management. It it shows that you know they're they're ready to turn that page and kind of maybe start spending some fucking money for once. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah, the Phillies. I mean, they're just they've went the cheap route really since. I mean, think really since that core group, but like 2011, from 2012 Pepper, on, Ryan Howard, right? From 2012 on, it's Jimmy just been Rollins. like they've just kind of like tightened their wallet and like, yeah. and it's resulted in nothing but futility. Yeah, like I don't know, man. Like I, I really hope because you know I mean like even and we we're talking about with Wentz in his prime, Bryce Harper's in his prime. Like yeah. I don't want to waste his prime either. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like exactly. See, I I. Bryce Harper's a phenomenal baseball player, don't get me wrong. But, um, you know, people always make the comparison to Mike Trout, and I don't think they're comparable. Um, you know, I think they're two different players. Um, you know, I, I think Harper's more, I mean, Trout's more elusive, I would say, from a fielding dynamic, but from a hitting dynamic, Trout is way better, just overall. I mean, if you're talking about home runs, like strictly, then I mean Harper probably maybe gets him on the home run swing, maybe edges him out. I feel like out. Citizens Bank Park's easier, and ball, it's an easier, it's easier for a ballpark. To, yeah, it's an easier ballpark. You're smacking them out. Yeah, dude. yeah, you're smacking them out. But um, but yeah, man, like I don't know, like I just want to see, you know, I want to see them finally, you know, I want to see some October baseball again, dude. It's been so fucking long. Yeah, it's been a while for October baseball when you have all four. Philly teams playing oh, at one time. Dude, it's, that's a, that dude. It's like it's like there's like a, it's like getting four Christmases. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in one, yeah. in one. You know what I mean? Like that's a good point. Yeah, man. I like that. Yeah, four Christmases. But um, you see us uh getting back in um at any capacity at all? So uh, yeah. So I was gonna get to that. So I don't know if you heard. Like recently, they were talking about letting um like I think five thousand fans in for like Flyers and Sixers games. Oh word. Yeah. I know, I, 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 dude, I, I don't know if it was so, opening night or Christmas, but I, I seen the whoever played on the night I, I was watching basketball because I rarely do. They had some fans in the stands. They had like a couple. Fans. I'm sure there's probably a couple a of teams in the NBA. Yeah, that, yeah. that are. Like, but yeah, I mean, I, I read it because I was, um, it was one of the Flyers pages I follow on Facebook. They shared an article that they were saying, you know, they did. I guess they went around and did all these like health tests, these health code tests. I guess to all these arenas to see if they'd be safe to have you know, a limited capacity of fans in. And I guess, you know, I heard Wells Fargo Center graded pretty high. Like, they did really well. And they, they agreed that, you know, there could there's a possibility as long as, you know, the vaccines continue to come out the way they're coming out and everything's starting to kind of trend a little bit upward now. Like, they they can have up to, I think they said, like 5,000 fans in the arena, which is cool because, you know, that should be pretty soon. Now, I think they were talking about that, like, being, like, really soon. Now is I'm I'm sure this is probably the case as it was with the Super Bowl, but everyone there is probably gonna have to have some sort of either negative test or vaccine or proof of vaccine, and uh, I'm I'd not have, sure if you know that's the case. I'd have to, yeah, I, I I didn't really look into it that far, but I, I'd assume maybe something like that, or like, or it'll be a case with like I know some concerts were doing this early on in the pandemic where they would have like they were calling them just like seat pods where they'd have like you could buy like a, a pod of, you know, say like six tickets, right? And you and your whole family and your friends can all sit 
in that little pod. Right, right. And I guess that was the way to keep everybody distant from each other. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, I haven't well, looked into it like too far. But it's interesting. I'm, I'm sure because I know they talked about that with concerts even me possibly being a thing. Like, but look, um, look, but I don't know. Look at when like the NFL started. I mean, there was like six, I believe, six to eight teams that started with fans. Right. Yeah, yeah. Some of them were up the. I mean, I know opening night. Um, yeah, Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City have fans in the stands. Yep. So I, I so. I guess my point is, um, there was no vaccine then in September. They did it away safely. I could tell you what, though, like I, I'm curious to to see moving forward what states really implement it, because like I'll tell you, like a state like Florida, you know, um, now in the case of the Super Bowl, maybe that's different because that's on like a higher base, right? And you're and that's like the world's watching that, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the world has all eyes are on you at that point, you know what right, I mean? Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, you, you talk to your friends that are like down in like Disney world for the week and they're like, right. dude, yeah. Other than like in the parks, like I'm walking around Florida and there's like nobody wearing, like you go into stores yeah, and they look dude. at you funny for putting one on. Yeah. They're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Flo- but you know, what's insane, man. Florida did it right, dude. Florida had, I believe, uh, the same numbers, uh, I, like they're, I think their numbers early on were high, but I guess they kind of got them like. Well, they didn't do like near, like they did. They didn't have uh, nearly as many restrictions as like right. up and here in like New York, even more so. Well, California, you know, California out, California was they, a lot. They outdid California, like Oregon too. They're wide open right now, like Florida for the most part. Um, but I mean, pretty and, much, and yeah. They outperformed some of these states that completely, you know, clenched the, uh, clenched the jugular in a lack of better term. Um. But I mean, and, and they're fine, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's weird because it's like, because this has kind of been like a state by state basis of like how these laws have been implemented and how these like lockdown procedures or how these like quarantine procedures have gone. Like, you know, it's it's hard to tell like what's working and what's not, and like where the actual numbers lie in terms of like what they're telling us versus like you know what is actually being report like you know, recorded. So great segue. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of you even, numbers that should have been <laughs> so accurately be, reported. So Andrew Cuomo is getting investigated for this um, by the FBI, and th- this made headlines on NBC News. Yeah, NBC News. This is uh, yeah, it, it reached the the, the big boys. Uh, it says uh, the U.S. attorneys in Brooklyn and the FBI have begun. Primar- Preliminary, uh, I fucked that word. Preliminary. Up. Preliminary. I got Thank you, dude. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's why I'm the co-host, man. I'm here. Investigation into the way New York Governor Andrew Cuomo's administration handled data about COVID-19 nursing home deaths after early uh, praise due for his leadership. Which, if you remember, they he was fucking lights out, fucking tits McGee. Like <laughs> he was the man behind COVID. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna be the fucking savior, man. Um, that is true, by the way. You could probably find a clip anywhere. Uh, after early praise for his leadership, when his state began became the U.S. Uh, U.S. epicenter of the pandemic, the governor is now dealing with accusations of underreporting nursing home deaths. Wasn't it by like like fifty percent? Like it was like huge, like a big number, right? Says in recent weeks, in there was almost like double the actual reported. The administration revealed that fifteen thousand long-term care residents have died, up from eighty-five hundred previously disclosed. So wow, yeah, that's it's like almost double. It's fifty percent. Yeah, it's almost fifty percent that they weren't reported. Wow, that's not good. 
No, <laughs> for him. No, especially how you know. And did, you, did you see they that they, they they CNN cut that shit? Like he can't do any. I th- something's happened with him and his brother too. I believe they can't like interview each other anymore, which is shocking. Like. It, dude, it's amazing, man. It, it's just it, the whole game of it, you know. It's like yeah. it, I, I'm just fucking sick and tired of it. I Poli- speak yeah, for a I'm, lot of I, I'm telling you, man. Like I, I'm so tired what, of politics being a circus. I'm tired of everything. I like, think I, I think though, strip strip out the just the political side of it, and just just the everything that's with COVID and everything like that. Everyone's just like, yo, you know, like what the fuck, you know? Yeah, like, let's yeah, go. No, I, I'm, let's I'm, go. I'm, I'm with you too. I'm like, listen, let's just like, you know. <laughs> Come together and yeah, fucking let's just go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like what what are we what are we doing? Like, what has drastically changed in the last year besides like, you know, forces from outside of us like uh, lockdowns? Like, we don't have it. Me and you don't have any control over that per se. Right. Uh, I don't I believe any of our listeners or viewers uh, do, but like lockdowns and you know just uh, just unfortunate things. You know, um, you know, not being able to you know. Have like no, you know, normal access. Like a lot of a lot yeah. of that shit's there. I mean, man. look. I mean, and here's another good segue. Our show this Friday we just played. Like right. we 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 Which were able. Shout, to, by the way, shout out to everyone yes. who came out to that show. Um, we had a great great, great turnout. Time. That was a great time. Great man. fucking fun time. crowd. Yeah, dude. We'll get Steve into that. Steve Norstep. Yeah, we'll we'll get to you guys in a second. But yeah, yeah. but like you know, that show kind of proved to me that you know we can have safe nights out like that. You know, have a fun night out. We, you know, it can be done, and you know, as now the vaccine's starting to circulate around, and you know, hopefully with that, you know, that'll limit, that'll bring the cases down and everything, and then we'll start to see enough well, where. Well, but Mario, what about the? Uh, you have to, you have to like playing character, Mario. I'm asking you a question, Mario. Ask me a question. What's up? You well, in the back. You in you, you in the back. Well. Hey, um, I, I was just wondering. I heard there was a new strain out there of COVID. Now, this, um, how does the vaccine work with that? Like, so th- th- what I'm saying the, is, the answer is, you know, when so it's like, uh, <laughs> the answer is, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like kind of with any virus, right? Like, you I'm just, s- my point though is like it's you know. Like you, right. like you're hitting on it's it could be safely done without overreacting. Yeah, like I mean, lunatic. look at the end of the day, even you know top health officials agree. Like you know, at some point, the only way to completely just start to move on is herd immunity. But you have to have a number of people vaccinated to where that herd immunity number is very small. Yeah, to where the rest of the people now you know they just kind of get sick, get through it. Right, and then now everybody's healthy again. Right, right. Um. But yeah, I, I I don't know, man. Like it's it's been it's really just kind of getting to me, and I'm like, it, it just felt so good on Friday to like get out and like Great, actually dude. feel oh like my god, feel like some semblance of like you know what normal was a year ago. You know, I felt like we kind of had that back at least for a few hours. Yeah, um, man. It, it was much needed, dude, and it was cool. Like, and it just proved to me that going forward, these things can be done safely. Where you know, as long as everybody just has common sense, you know. Mask up when you have to, wash your hands, keep your distance from people, whatever. You know, we can do these kind of things and still get through this pandemic safely and get through it the right way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. It just sucks because it's like, 
sometimes you wake up and you feel like you made you know two steps forward, and then you wake up and then we're, now we're ten steps backwards. Right. Well, like, that's well, where that, the hell are we? Well, that, well, Show me where on this spectrum of well. So that's why I I, <laughs> I know, brought the Cuomo thing, where article are we up. At, you know, that's why I bring up that that article is because when you have shit like that, when you have you know people with agendas and anything, you know, when when there's money involved and. You know, people. It, look at the end of right. the day, when these there's people a lot of are just in the people. Kitchen, a lot of hands in the pot with different things financially and politically. And, but you know, we we socially. look at we look at certain people as like okay, they, so they're in X positions, so they have Y powers, right? You know and what I mean? But and uh, on the same token of that, they're also a represent. They're supposed to be a representation of us, exactly. But when things start to you know kind of break down and kind of implode on an individual. You know, it's highlighted now. And, yeah. uh, and and nowadays, you know, the way how, you know, we're all pretty much plugged into the world, so to speak. Yeah, you can't get away from it. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, you can't, man. And, you know, it that, that like I said, that's why I brought up that article, you know, because, you know, when you have people, you know, deliberately. Now, this is different, is deliberately lying to, you know, uh, the reporting of these deaths. And it's like you asked the question, well, where are we? Well, when you have, you know, people that do this kind of stuff. Yeah, you it know, makes you question, like, all right, like, well, if where it, are we? <laughs> like, what truthfully do we have to all do to get through this? Please come together and tell us well, what the dude, hell we we'll, have to we'll do never as a country. Well, you, you know what we'll they'll tell you? we'll never get there, never. You know, you know what they'll tell you? You need six masks, ten, ten shots, uh, you know, a day. And then the guy next to you will go, just stay six feet away from him. And go 12 feet and, east. And when, you of, go, and when you go home, wash your hands. And and make <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, man, it's like, you know, it's it's wild, dude. It's wild. It's definitely. It's de- that's I, why I, other countries were able to kind of figure it out. Or the countries that had even, a lot of numbers early on got them a lot, a lot lower. Even states in our country even states in our country have gotten their numbers down to where they've been able to ease up a little bit you know why can't we look at what they're doing and apply that to scale it to whatever our population of our state is kind of take that framework of that idea and work it to fit our states you know if it's a smaller state something where there's less people and maybe it's a little easier to kind of distance each other and things are working but like apply it to like new jersey you know what i mean like yeah I don't know, man. It's see, uh, you're looking at you know a lot of people are talking about uh you know the recall of of Gavin Newsom, whether that will happen or not. Like I, I, it's going. I think it's going to be heard, but in my opinion, I don't think it's going to be anything's going to be done. Um, and but and you look at the same token. A lot of these people are like you know, f it. You know, we're going to take. You know, if they're not doing a good job, we're gonna someone else is gonna be put in charge essentially and. You know, I I think, uh, you know, that's a good thing, man. You know, it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, we should always definitely keep... Hold people accountable. Hold people accountable, keep people in check, and remind them, like I said, at the end of the day, all these people in these positions of power politically, they are supposed to represent us. And, you know, we want a good representation of us as people. We want to make sure, you know, we're all on the same page, which, again... With this whole situation with COVID, has not been the case, and it probably will never be the case. Yeah, but, man. Yeah, it's it's uh. But I digress. Yeah, it's it, no, it's it, well, it's it's interesting shit, man. Because you know we're coming up on a year, man. You know, on this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I mean, we're a couple, couple weeks, weeks away from being a year. And like, you know, what's eerie too 
uh, it kind of has uh, like I'm I'm just connecting like these two correlations. Uh, not that they're the same, or maybe they are. I don't know. But right. take it at face value. But like nine eleven and uh, coronavirus, like okay. how there was a date for an event that's something that happened. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you, you uh, will mean, we look back at this? It, you mean like, will we be where like, were you on this day when exactly. X happened? Like, exactly. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. No, I get what you mean by that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because like I said, I could still vividly remember my entire weekend before everything completely kind of just like turned on its head. Off. Yeah. Everything turned off. Um, You know, that Friday, I went out to, you know, me and... Me and Emily went to breakfast. We went to IHOP. You know, had a nice... Big, Friday the 13th. Yeah, had a nice big breakfast. Next, Saturday the 14th. We played a show. Played a show. I go home. I get ready. I go to a St. Patrick's Day party. Then the next day on Sunday, I the go 15th. with my friend. I go with Sean. We go to a movie. We're at the Cinemark over in Somerdale. And that was it. That's, That's the last normal thing I've done. Monday the 16th. Without a mask on. Like, That's wild, man. One day, and I'll never forget. Right after that, one day, I I, I got I got to run in the shop. Right, there's a guy with a mask on. You can't come in here. We're like, what? He goes, look. He goes, read the sign. Like, you know, they mandated masks now. I asked to have a face oh, cover. Jesus. So we had to like run out. We went home and grabbed like a couple of scarves or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Well, because at, at that yeah. time, there I was couldn't a, even get one. Yeah. There was I couldn't sh- even get medical masks. Like they were sold out there was everywhere. A sh- very there short was a shortage. supply. Yeah. Dude, it was yeah. It, it's crazy to think about, like you said. Like I remember where I was, like what you when, were doing, where I was, what I was doing when, like, I got a text on my phone, like the NBA just ceased Shut operations. Down. Yep. Next, next couple weeks later, the NHL. Yeah, we're done, done too. Like it was crazy. And and the reason why I bring up, uh, you know, nine eleven and and everything like that, because both of them are looked as as you know, the c word. I'm not gonna say it though, because just in case the video gets shadow banned. Um, which, by the way, uh, like this video if if you like yeah, the content. Like, we're talking subscribe about. to the channel. Come hang subscribe, out. Talk come to hang. us. You know, we want to hear from you. I'm Comment. Gonna leave, you know, I'm going to leave a link in the description to where you could reach us directly um, through the Anchor app, which is pretty dope. But um, you know, I can remember exactly where I was. You know, when when 9/11 happened, man. I was yeah. in fourth grade in school, yeah. and just I like, was a little younger. I was in second grade. And I remember my mom picked me up, and I just remember like sitting in the living room on TV, just watching this whole thing unfold on tv it was like crazy man it's this like weird thing it's like this uh you know obviously uh you know we were both around for that and there's been other historic things you like, know on a global like people scale. in our age range like but know, have been through late some 20s traumatic early shit. 30s we've lived through a lot of shit already in like our lifetime. yeah like, like world scaling events like the know? past 30 years there's been some like major historical moments yeah and and it's yeah it's it's been it's been a lot and that's why you see it now, I think, with our, you know, you see it a lot, especially a lot now with the generation growing up now. Yeah. And then you see it with people around our age, too, a little bit where, you know, there's a lot of mental health issues that are coming to light now. And people are kind of acknowledging that that's a thing. And like, and that's super important. And that's dude. important, man. That's yeah. it's big. You, should, you know, that's something that really needs to be looked at and really be understood because it affects everybody in different ways. Yeah. Everybody's brain's different, and but yeah, it, it it really shows like that anybody that's like, I would say like, growing up as a teenager now all the way to like people like us who are like pushing thirty, or like you know early thirties like that age bracket, you know we've grown up and we've seen some shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. On a on a on a world scale, man, 
Like yeah, on, on a, a world, mass, yeah, on a, on a global scale. Like not just something where like you know your local shop break. It's like you know things where like it's on CNN or you know whatever NBC, Fox News for you know for weeks at a time. Yeah, covering these events. Yeah, I, I, I it, it's going to be interesting. Um, now there, there's many forms of things that are happening due directly toward uh, or should I say from the coronavirus. Um, you know, or when you give people a year to sit at home to do nothing, uh, you know, I mean, just look what happened within this last year. You talk about the last 30, you can condense the last year from March, from March to March. You know what I mean? So I'm telling you, it's, it was from March to March has almost been like a microcosm of the last like 30, 30 years, years yeah. in history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that there's been sense. so many like monumental moments, like going back into the summer you know, we had up up until recently with like the election and everything post that. Like, so let, let, let me ask you something. It's been interesting. Forward. Um, do you see it like keep like repeating itself? Like, but at this time, like quicker and quicker. Like, you know what I mean? Like things happen more rapidly instead of like now I, we're yes scrolling I think, out. We're scrolling I think in. so because especially like, like we just talked about with social media, like everybody's plugged in. Like these things can reach everybody around the world instantly now. So. It becomes a, a bigger story. It, it it becomes more drawn out in the media. Um, you know these, especially if it's something like a political movement or a social movement that you know, it reaches a large group of people. People see that and and it, and it spreads a lot faster. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like these things are happening a lot quicker because, you know, the groups of people that are involved can organize faster. And- um, Thank God and shout out to uh, Wall Street Bets and you know that's right. I mean, it, like something like, like that, you know, that it. can that's positive. Think about it, like you know, a couple <laughs> a couple of people go on Reddit and you know spread the word, and all of a sudden, you know, it, it becomes a, a major story for well, weeks. Not not just a major story, but a kind of like a, like a monumental moment in history. shift yeah, yeah. in the markets, right? You know. Uh, you know, you got the whole stock market, you know, with the whole GameStop and AMC. And, you know, I lost money on those two motherfuckers and I was up and I should have got out when I got out. But, um, you know, I digress. Uh, but no, I mean, you know, with everything from in the stock market, you know, to, to just more people wanting to they're like, oh, I could do this and see what happened, man, is uh, people people had uh, FOMO and uh, yeah. You know, and because and, and now, especially but, with something like crypto, because the way it's portrayed, you know, Dogecoin, it's, you know, it's a fun, lighthearted, right. literally is a meme, is a mascot. Like, right. you know, people are like, oh, you know, they don't want to have FOMO. They want to get in on this cool hip trend and like fucking, you know, I'll tell you what happens to a lot of people, though. Uh, you know, you get into and this it. this side of it happens. You get into it. And I, I was into it before any of like this, you know, uh, GameStop or Dogecoin. But. You know, people get into it and then they they realize they like it. You know, oh, I can I can make a little money doing this. You know, uh, oh shit, you know right. this popped and then, off one hundred percent. And then you know, and it doesn't the hope, take a rocket right, scientist, right? To and the hope this is that out. these people can do their own research, know how to smartly invest in it and do it the right way, and then can possibly profit off it very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this I mean, um, you know, I think crypto is you know definitely definitely the future. Um, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely. Um, I what, feel like it's gonna shift to that eventually. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. I Is mean, that being more of a prominent use of, I guess, currency. 
but I don't know. Well, I mean, it 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 all depends. I mean, it just all depends on. First of all, what the what like the market does, like our U.S. market, like it, yeah, it like crypto is is really good because I mean, right now there's there's a lot of people speculation, I should say, that you know the dollar is gonna eventually tank, and then when that does, you know, crypto is there. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's gonna be more valuable. Yeah, it's right. gonna be, right. So I mean, you have that side of things, and then you have other people that you know obviously say different, but if you have you know, if you believe in what you're investing in, whether whether that's crypto or stocks or whatever, if you have conviction in that, you know, play, then, you know, there's no problem because, you know, like at the end of the day, like Bitcoin is, you know, just look at what just look at what Bitcoin has done, man. I mean, it's 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 pretty wild, you know, um, when it started at pennies. Th- yeah, dude, it started at cents. Uh, right. Ten years yeah. ago, and yeah. it's it's trading now. I mean, at the, at the time of this recording, uh, fifty eight thousand three twenty five. I mean, all these plays, dude. You look at Ethereum, which I'm in. All these ones that are harded off to the left uh, are the plays I'm in. Cardano, which well, I mean, yeah, I mean, these are altcoins. These are a little different. I can understand if you're like a a new investor, quote unquote. Uh, you know, all coins might be a little. Yeah, there's, you got Dogecoin trading at five cents. Um, Ave too, man. That that really rocketed. Bitcoin is like the safe play. Bitcoin is like investing in yeah, essentially I mean, Apple or Tesla. Right. I mean, they're, I mean, they're they're kind of the big name in the business of crypto. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, uh, like I said, I mean, just with everything, everything that's that's kind of like snowballing up. It's going to be very interesting how this year turns out, man. And all I could really say is I'm fucking happy as hell that we got to play a show. Oh, dude, yeah. <laughs> like I said, man, it was great. Like, it was just good to see that, you know, people were also, like, ready to get back out there. Vibes were tight. And, you, know, peop- you know, there was a and lot of... And it was snowing. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, a good turnout, you know. Um, they definitely maximized all the available space they were allowed to have in the venue. It was great. And you know, I, I hope I hope it continues this trend of these successful shows because I want you know, especially when the weather gets nicer in the summer, I want to. I, I hope it becomes more of a common trend. Well, I mean, for for our listeners and, and viewers to speaking about the summer, this has nothing to do with shows, but I do hope that for show's sake as well. And I, I, I dude, I well, this has you, been a show of very good segues. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know how Bore has the outside stage too. Yeah, so yeah, they do. Them, you know, utilizing that in the summer. And I know they, and they have, I know, like with their parking lot grounds being pretty big, they, um, I know they try to maximize that, that as well. Too. So, yeah, that that's definitely, hopefully, something that they'll be doing. Yeah. So, I mean, very optimistic about shows, but heading into the summer, uh, you know, well, spring really in the next uh, month or so, uh, you know, uh, we'll speak a little about it, uh, about it now. Uh, we got the wiffle ball tournament coming up, uh, six band wiffle ball tournament. Pretty excited right here. Going to be filmed, live streamed in the backyard. Um, let, let, I'll just describe the backyard to listeners and then I guess viewers too because they can't see it. But, I mean, for Wiffle Ball, it's a great it's the backyard. ballpark. It's the ballpark. I've been playing all my life on this, and it's probably one of the best fields I've ever played at. Um You know, it's, I, I'm not, like, repping anything. I don't have, like, no stake in my field. Listen, I, we've all... We've all taken a couple swings back there. It's, yep. it's a good, it's a yep. good, uh, it's yep. a good field. Yeah. So we're gonna be launching that, uh, you know, with some good bands, uh, you know, bands that have been on this show, 
uh, bands that we've played shows with. Um, and it's just going to be an o- overall good time for uh, a good cause. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward for the competition, man, because, you know. It's exciting. We got all the bands playing. We, yeah, man. Like, dude, I, I need that competitive something in my life. I mean, you play hockey. So, I mean, I know you, you get to scratch that itch a little bit. Um, yeah, I'm still, still kind of able to scratch that itch once a week. That's good enough for me, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, this is, I mean, I'm, dude, what I'm telling you, I'm looking forward so, to yeah, this so motherfucker. So, having two sports, and especially if we do, I mean, depending on whether we go Saturdays or Sundays in the morning, but if we do Sunday mornings and they're both in the same day. Yeah. Wow. Uh, right. that, yeah, that, yeah. You're going to have a wiffle ball game and a hockey night, game. Man. Yeah, that night you'll be flattened. Um. Yeah, but I mean, dude, it's uh, so that's the other thing. It's it, it's just uh, trying to figure out the dates. Um, it, it's gonna be you know a weekly thing. It's gonna be about nine weeks total. Um, yeah, and it's gonna be, dude. I can't fucking wait, dude. I'm so pumped, dude. Yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm 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 really excited that all the bands in the local scene like we're all like on board too. Like yeah. everybody from the jump was like, yeah, man, like let's let's do especially it, especially for the cause. Like you know, let's do it. And I'm glad, you know, I'm glad everybody's coming together and, you know, coming together for something that, you know, affects all of us. Yeah. And we really, you know, we want to do the best we can to try to help because, you know, these places that we play, they give us the opportunity to. So we could we can go ahead yeah, and speak yeah. on the cause, I guess, not where because we haven't decided yet. So we're I mean, we're going to be raising, obviously, for these live streams and we try to uh, we're going to be raising some money. Um you know, and, and put it putting it back into the local community, whether that's local music, local business, whether we get a group vote, group consensus, something. Right. Um, you know, that we we have our eyes eyes on a couple of things, but we figure, you know, why not? You know, let's let's do it because just as much as like you're saying that you know, we need the venues, the venues need us and vice versa. It's it's a symbiotic relationship, you know, when everything's flowing and 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 the gears are moving and everything like that man i mean things yeah. are just a rotating door so that's that's the point where you know we're trying to work to get back to and any any small thing that we could do to try to contribute i mean you know we're going to be first to to try to break that and and do it you know essentially you know yeah i mean so. we um yeah we got to give back you know yeah man um uh so yeah uh, so that that's that should be starting, I believe, in the first week of April. So yeah. uh, if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or Breaker, wherever you're listening to your podcast at, uh, head over to uh, Win by Two on YouTube for the full video versions of In the Pain podcast. And, uh, you know, you could be able to check out our live streams whenever we go live, whenever we post videos and all that good jazz. You could you get to see a little more behind the scenes and what goes on, what we look like. Uh, you know what I mean? So uh, I will say, though, I, we have a great listen, listening audience as well as viewership as well. But our listeners, I, I've been wanting to say that for a while. Our, like our Spotify listeners and yeah, Apple we check the numbers. Yeah. 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 Thank you guys for solid. checking out the show. You know, it means a lot because we know a lot of times, especially nowadays with everybody kind of like making a podcast. Yeah. Everybody making a podcast. A lot of times you want that visual element to kind of make you stand out from the rest. But you people that have been listening to us on all these streaming services like. You guys are dedicated, and we appreciate yeah. that. Like you guys, like Hell actually, yeah. you know, really have been the reason why we do this. Like you know, we we want to sit here and have an open dialogue with you guys as the listeners, and it's been fun, man. It's yeah. been a good time. Yeah, a hundred percent, hundred and ten percent. Uh, you know, I guess jumping off that, uh, I was gonna bring up a couple stories today. I brought to your attention, um, you know, but. 
we were kind of hitting on, hitting on some things in this show about uh, you know like mental uh, health awareness and everything like that, and and I think that's what we're seeing, um, especially in the case of of Bam. Oh man, yeah. dude! I mean, what if like I, I, I it breaks it's my heart, sad, man. man, dude. It's, as I mean, like again, going back to like our generation of kids growing up, like Bam. Should I play Diva the video? Bam, Should Jack, I play the video? For yeah, the viewers, yeah, go ahead. I did, play, I did, yeah, play yeah the video. let's let's see the video. Let's see the video. It's it's sad to watch, man. So, no, this okay. So that was his uh, first one, I believe, which got him. That's the one that made the headlines. Yeah. Who cares if I'm drunk first. as hell or not anymore? Jackass has put me through fucking hell on fucking wheels for a year and a half. Keeping me in Pennsylvania, I couldn't leave if I left or else I had to breathe in the sobriety link at 3 o'clock every day, 6 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Then a random beep would go off. No matter where I was at, I had to fucking stop whatever I was doing and go to an urgent care to go piss. So I guess is what he's saying is he's, you know, tired of waiting for uh, Jackass to let him know what the fuck's going on. And essentially, as they're keeping him, this is how it's. They're micromanaging him while they're doing this. That's how it, that's how it's sounding. Now, right. speaking from experience, uh, you know, I not in this situation, but in that similar mindset, like addict mentality, um, you know, uh, you you do you'd be surprised of how many excuses and how good you can make excuses sound. That's very true. Now to now to us it might sound good, but to his friends who know him that they're, they're like, dude, you know what the fuck? Yeah, like you know, but enough. He, yeah. I don't know. Well, let's watch the rest of this. Then I had to wake up every day with a handful of antidepressant pills that I would have to show Paramount pictures that I took them and swallowed them every single day. That sucks. Steve-O has been sober as fuck since since 10 years I hope they get if he had a like breath life like he's gonna go camping yeah. one day and not yeah. have any internet reception he's gonna sleep through one or two he's got like people they set me up with such a fucking hard mission that and then COVID happened for a year against anyone's knowledge like I mean, he looks bombed so in now, this video now. It's, I just it's, yeah, he, it's just sad, man, to even just kind of look at him like kind of wasting away, man. Like it's, ah, uh, it, like we saw with Steve-O how bad he got at one point. And they were able to all kind of come together with the jackass crew and help him get clean. I think this was funny. Hold on. Love him. What the Fuck, man. I'm not in Jackass 4. If anybody cares about me, don't go see their movie because I will make mine way fucking ratter if you just Venmo me a dollar. <laughs> Wait for <laughs> a buck. Just a buck. If you send a hundred bucks, I'll remember your name and write it down. It's Drigler. <laughs> you send more than that and I'll even, do more. Even at his lowest point, man, Bam's still Bam. Bam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This had me dying. This was everything to me. He's trying so hard not to puke. Today, oh man! Now I'm so relieved to get. All right, we're not going to make our listeners listen to yeah. uh, people gag, but uh, yeah, I mean, 
And then I, th- I believe there was a follow-up video to this. One, and uh, I have some good news. I realized that I'm manic bipolar, and uh, and I yesterday I had to go so batshit bonkers fucking crazy because of not knowing the answer for a year and a half whether. So he looks a little more sober in this one. I had to go fucking bonkers. I had to deal with the madness to finally know the answer. Of now I know exactly what I want. And it's going to be fucking awesome. And it's going to be in a way where everyone wins in the end. So. So essentially, I mean, just in in summary, uh, you know, obviously, Bam. Uh, has his you know struggles with you know some of his some of his demons like you're saying yeah. you know uh, the Jackass crew kind of pulled together and rallied behind Stevo they kind of forced an intervention on Stevo um, you know I, I don't know really if that if that was ever the case with Bam because I know Bam had fell off a few once times. Ryan Dunn was you know it, yeah once it, he was gone it 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 took Bam and just sent him spiral. down such a spiral and it was just sad because you know we're all big fans you know. But what's, what's interesting and what's going to be uh, kind of cool to see if the, anything comes out of it. I mean, he's talking about doing his own type of movie. And, and I hope he does because I feel like that'll give him something to be creative. Work, work you know, toward work yeah. towards sobriety, work towards, you know, getting back to being yourself, like kind of yeah. getting back to doing things you love to do. I mean, I know at one point he started skateboarding again, which was great right. to see. Like, it really made you kind of happy for him. Like, you know, he's kind of trending in the right direction. Right. And then I guess everything with Jackass 4, the way it's played out, is really kind of taking his toll. Yeah. On top of everything else. I mean, like you said, he just he just found out he's bipolar. And that's a, that's a big thing to have to deal with. You know, yeah. it's a daily struggle. Yeah, see, I, I I don't play that video to to like throw shade. No, on it's, Bam. It's, it's like it's it's yeah, it's like we said before, it's heartbreaking, man. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah, it's it, it's tough. It's it's tough. Uh, you know, having been there before, and you know, you, you think everyone's out to get you. Maybe maybe that situation. Like that I he's said, describing, they, you know, in his mind, he feels like he's being micromanaged. Right, to the point but where, maybe you know, uh, the, maybe they are trying to help him. Right, and like dude. And, and 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 it's a shame because his fans were never going to truly under know like right. where they're where they're at with each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope whatever happens, I just hope, you know, Bam gets, you know, gets the help that he needs. If, you know, he, yeah. 100%. And hopefully you could say maybe what he's talking about there, maybe he is going to do something that'll, you know, that will be fucking give him awesome. something to work on. Yeah. And I'll be the first one to check it out for yeah. sure, man, for sure. Dude, he should, I mean, I don't, I don't see why he couldn't bring back, uh, uh, Viva La Bam. Oh yeah, dude, I I loved Viva La Bam. The are, old are we CKY too? Are we, crew. Are we too old for Viva La Bam? Oh. Like, is Bam too old for Viva La Bam? Is the question the the way I feel like at this point? Yeah. Like how how many times yeah. can you really punch Phil? Yeah, you know. I mean, you can't hurt you. Can, he'll break Phil in half <laughs> at this point. The poor guy will <laughs> poor keel guy. over. Don Vito. Um, you know, I think he already died, didn't he? he passed Vito? away. I think yeah, Vito. Yeah. So yeah, man. But, Wild shit, dude. Uh, I I miss those days, man. Like like you know, Ray Gian and Brandy Camillo and Chris oh, yeah, Rab and those yeah. guys. Oh, dude, that was. <laughs> yeah, dude. Some of the funniest content those some guys the, put and out, dude. Just to look back on that now, like you'll you'll never see anything like that close ever, to that ever again. No, never. Now now what you'll get you could, is yeah uh, you'll, you could never do that now. Now what you get is like uh Broadways of uh Mayor De Blasio and did, did you see that like little commercial thing 
that the uh, I believe it was Mayor de Blasio of New York. He like threw this like a uh, little like shadow theater thing with a whole bunch of like like little I don't know, I don't know if they're little kids, but there were dancers. There was dancers, and he was giving a speech um, about how like you know we're gonna unite and everyone's gonna hold hands and sing Kumbaya, and you know. I, did you see that video? No, I don't think I have. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to try to fill, pull this up. In the meantime, while I'm looking this up, uh, I know um, we have some uh, rad announcements here at Boom by Two. Starting with the wiffle ball tournament, like we mentioned, uh, we have some uh, new music. Where you know, I don't think we talk about enough. Maybe. Yeah, we can we can spend a little time on the music if you want to pull that up real quick, and then we can make that the next talking point. Yeah, you know, because you're right. I feel like. I feel like because we because we want it to be known that although we are a band and like primarily we do have a lot of musical guests, we also have other topics we want to talk about as a podcast. But uh, yeah, I think we can we can talk about that. Maybe it wasn't De Blasio. I'm not sure. Uh, it was somebody important. Um, I forget. Are you sure this was a commercial? Is that what it was? Nah, dude, it was someone who was, uh, let me see. Dude, it was like the biggest thing since like sliced bread. I, I If anyone knows out there, leave them in the comments or something. Um, it was this video where somebody of stat stature okay. uh, was there giving a speech about like unity or, or togetherness or something. Had a bunch of like it was like in New York. I'm almost certain on that. It was in New York. Like no one was driving or anything. Like they had like rented out like a couple block radius, and right. it was like choreographed dancing of like, and like this music, and it was like it was weird. Dude. It was I don't very think I've weird. Ever saw that? I'll have to try to fucking. I don't know. Yeah. Oh wow, yeah. I shit. don't even know what the search. Oh shit! I would have remembered that if I saw that. No, dude. It was. <laughs> it was. I forget where exactly I seen it to. I want to say it was YouTube. Could have been on. Uh, could have been on Twitter though. I, I I don't know. I'm looking it up on YouTube now, and I don't see anything. Yeah, I don't. You, I don't even you know guys how to in the search comment it. section. Yeah. If you guys know what what he's talking about, feel free to enlighten me. <laughs> Let me see. This is it right here. I oh, got okay, it. Okay. Got it. It was De Blasio. Ha ha! You sons of bitches. Oh, you said I was incompetent. No, I'm just kidding. Where's our sound? It's like the weirdest thing, dude. Our cultural community is our conscience. Our cultural community is our hope, and our identity as New Yorkers. And now we will bring it, be bringing this was our February cultural 8th. community back to the greatest stage in the world, the streets of New York City. Here to tell you all about it, a joke. our commissioner for the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs and someone who believes in culture for the people, Commissioner Gonzalo Casals. Yep. Where, is this? Where do they start dancing at? Muchas gracias, Here we go. Uh, Mr. Here we go. Get that in motion. So you, you get the gist on what they're talking Thank about. Thank you so right, much. Right, yeah. So that's the context behind what they're doing. A lot of people don't like this guy. That's why I said, you know, what I just said. But Right. 
Because you'll what see, the? dude, th- this is like, so they have this speech in New York for, for people listening. I don't know which street, but then. Oh, man. It's, dude, it's. Look, oh, just shift the gears. <laughs> it's, dude, it's cringe, dude. Very cringe. And then you have people coming in dancing. Like, see this what? one? See this? I think in in the context of what, like the setting that they're in, it's just kind of odd. No, but what are you doing? You're you're giving a press conference about open culture program, like as if like what? I don't. Yeah. And then you just, I can't, dude. I can't even with that, man. It. I mean, that's like bad. Like pro, I'd rather uh, watch pro wrestling, honestly. <laughs> And there's nothing bad about pro wrestling. I was watching it this morning, but I, I wanted to—I I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, no, I've never seen that video. It's, I don't, dude, it's—I don't know what the hell was it's going cringe, on. It's cringe, dude. It's super cringe. You just <sighs> oh, have man. people in the streets dance, dancing, celebrating open culture, like just a random like news segment, dude. Fucking weird. Anywho, yeah. we do have new music coming out. We do. Um, did we, we talk about that already? We were going into. We were that, going right? into that. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we've been we've been demoing some ideas for songs, and we've been. We we, we, get, we can get more. We yeah, more yeah. Like, well, what do you got? We we we, we had a, we got over ten now, right? Definitely have like uh, yeah. it's about fifteen yeah. fifteen tracks right now. Um, and you know, there's no set timetable. All that we could really say on a release is the spring. Safely, yeah, we're eyeing the spring right now to get back into the studio. Um, and then putting out uh, something you know, something with a little bit of cake and frosting. If you if you can catch my drift on that one, um, you know, and put that out, you know, sometime in the spring, and then uh, you know, seeing where everything kind of goes from there. Um, you know, the plan was at first, and I don't know, sometimes plans change, and if this is still the plan, that's cool, but I think. I don't know if this is how you feel, but I think we we might be on a little different course of action, possibly. I mean, also, too, third thing, before I forget this, we ha- we do have a merch store coming out for this podcast and for uh, Win by Two as well. Um, that should be dropping. Uh, that will probably be dropping in April. Yeah, and, and at launch, we should have a few different designs, too. Right. So you'll have, you'll have some cool variety there. So about merch. four or five different designs on yeah. this merch store. It's on Teespring, so you guys can go right on there. Order, you know, T-shirts, uh, coasters, coffee cups. Uh, I'm going to grab me a coffee mug. F- phone I, cases. I drink coffee all day. Yeah, I'm going to grab me one of them. But with the music, I mean, we had, you know, obviously we have 15, 20, 20 and we're probably going to still keep writing a little bit more. But w- our intentions were at first is to, you know, come up with enough material with, to do a full length. But the way how every, I mean, we got to see how everything, I guess, moving forward is going to be. Um, with live shows and everything like that because we can only play Time on My Hands and The Contact for so long. Sure. Like, right now it works because, you know, our shows are few and far between. And those songs that just come out in the summer, they're still kind, kind of, of fresh. Kind of fresh. Yeah. Right. But, um, you know, so, but, I mean, if, if things are looking promising by summer, you know what I mean? Well, instead of, you know, maybe taking that one song with that, you know, cake and icing... And now ramping that up to like maybe like a couple song release or, you know, getting back in there to do the full length. So we have material to hash out on stage. It's all about the on stage, all about getting reps on stage and and staying consistent. Like you got to practice. Yeah, that's a big part of it. But you also like like it's different when you're just practicing to then when you get on stage. Like there's a completely different element that comes involved, you know, that comes with. Yeah, there's a lot of outside things that really make that experience much different. Um, 
And like you said, it's important to like stay on whiskey. top of it. Right. <laughs> whiskey. Dude. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, 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 that tends to be ours a lot, whiskey. Yeah, man. Um, the peanut butter whiskey, man. The Rebel Stoke gets us every time. Re- Rebel Stoke and uh, what was that one whiskey we had? Screwball. Screwball. Screw- Screw- peanut butter, yeah. yeah that screwball. That was good, man. Yeah, but, it was bomb. Yeah, like you said, you got to stay sharp on those things. And, you know, we've been trying to get together in writing. And, you know, we've been trying to incorporate those new songs that we're writing into, you know, our, when we're rehearsing for, you know, this past show. I know we kind of noodled around a little bit on a couple of new things. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be a fun next few months because we have a lot that we're doing. And I- I'm excited to get back to the studio just because I know the material that we have is really takes what we started with the first EP and really you know, takes it up a notch and, you know, I think these are a cool batch of songs and I'm excited. Like, we have a lot of songs that I really feel like all could be singles, like, could be like a first single on their own and I'm I'm excited to, like, go through them all and kind of, you know, put the fine tuning on them, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I'm with you, man. Um, The studio is a whole nother, uh, a whole nother element, you know, um, like we were just talking about shows, but then when you go into the studio, it's like this whole other thing, um, you know, where a lot of people are, are like, you know, are living right now, like through essentially like they're all the, everything's just through a studio, like nothing is coming out live. Um, yeah, and I that's mean, just you right, know, because yeah, right, of circumstances. Right, but yeah, right now it's it's kind of the name of the game. Stuck in the studio, but the name is song that. Stuck in the studio. What I, I wanted to ask you, I wanted to open with this. I was telling you about, but since we've kind of got into, uh, you know, the 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 show, obviously. Um, but what would, uh, you know, twenty six year old Mario now tell seventeen year old Mario, musician wise? Um, what would you tell yourself like now? Like look, look at look everything that you know now, and and this goes for everyone out there listening and watching as well. You know, uh, would there? I mean, would there any anything would be different drastically? A little bit, not that much. So, you know, I feel like now I kind of have a much more understanding of how, like, the inner workings of the music business itself goes. Obviously, on a local level, but you know, it's still. You understand like how the these like you know to go about promoting and booking shows. You understand about how to, to go about getting studio time, making connections with people. I think early on, I kind of just looked at it like you know, especially like you know in my school where like being in a band, there was like a few kids that like got together and played in bands, but it wasn't right. like a big thing yet. Right. Um, like same here. So I, right. I, so it was like. If I put out music, people are going to be like, oh, shit, he's in a band. Like, right. I'm, dude, hell yeah, I'm going to listen to your music. And guess what? Nobody cares because you didn't put the legwork in to promote yourself. And your music just got put out there and got lost in the sea of a million other bands doing the same thing that are actually promoting themselves and getting the listens, the right. views. Um, and as I got older, I realized, like, no, like, going going to shows and networking with people, you know, Talking to talking to other bands and you know peers in the scene on social media and like all these things like are important and the business aspect of it is just as important. Like saying the business side of music isn't making it to where you're like treating music like it's just some corporate thing that you're not 
putting any time in your music in, right. you're understanding that that's also part of it if you want to take it to the next level. Right, right. So there's a balance. Like, sure, you have to write good songs. You have to have good stage presence when you play shows. You have to you that's know, promote what, yourself. That's what I would tell myself is, not to interrupt uh, you, yeah, but yeah. is that you, it, it's not a, just about the music. It goes longer. You're, I always that. say your band is also your brand. Yeah. So, like, you have to promote it as if you're selling a business to someone. Like, I'm pitching to you why you should come out to see Win by Two tonight. Right. I'm not just going to go and say, hmm, I wonder who's playing this week. Because uh, most people don't do that. Right. They don't want to... They People go to bars. They're not even there to see... The, you know, they're not there for the cover band that's playing. They're there to have a beer. The cover band's there to provide music all night. And right, to kind right. of add some entertainment. And with local music, because it's all original... There's even less of people checking those those shows out because you know Facts. nobody wants to put the legwork into to they have their music that they like and you know if they can go to a bar and hear a couple hits and drink some beer and have a good night that's all they want to do right and then there's a core group of people that like to go to those shows but yeah I guess for me it was just like yeah you have to like you know put yourself out there and network and you know. You can't just sit back and expect people to find you. And I realized, like, with each, you know, with each kind of stepping stone along the way, like, I was playing in a number of different bands, like, I kind of learned a little bit from each. Like, you know, I was in a band in high school. We still get together and record now, um, sometimes just in jam and for fun and stuff. We'll play a couple bar gigs once in a while. Um, And from that band, I learned, like, you know, what it really goes into, like, booking a show. You know, contacting a venue or a bar and being like, you know, we want to play here. Like, here's our information. Like, what really goes into all that? Like, you don't just kind of like get offered gigs from the jump. You're a nobody in this in the eyes of the music business, right? Um, so you have to make yourself be a somebody on that level. Um, and yeah, I mean, further along, and then now it's like you know, I've been doing it for long enough to where, you know, and we all have had our own experiences with it so we all know what it entails and that's why as you know as a brand as well as a band win by two runs pretty smoothly and and what it takes to um yeah and then what it takes you have to put a lot of time in you know you got to really dedicate yourself to your instrument like instrument and and the band too and the band right because i mean and this is this would be the second thing so it's not just about the music and it's not going to happen overnight like i've been in a band now for you know better part of 15 years and um so i wish i i i like the, the social media thing you know wasn't there when you know i was in early the early the, stages the very very first band i was in was the same way it was like we had a myspace page myspace and we had word it. of mouth that's and we demos yeah we, and demos. yeah and our guitar player like self-produced us like a little two-song demo to hand out like a right. sampler right and not knowing anything back then, being like literally, I think it was in eighth grade or ninth grade, like right, you know, young. Um, we didn't even make it to our first gig because we booked it. We, we, yeah, we booked you got to rely on your parents. We booked a gig. You, yeah. you know, you're, you're relying on your parents to drop you off to rehearse. Right. You know, you have schoolwork. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, you they have, have chores. They have work work. They have work work. So you're not getting together to rehearse like we can plan, you know, we can get together. We're adults. We can get together and rehearse, you know, plan our life around our music schedule. 
And, you know, back then it was hard to. So our vocalist quit because he felt like, you know, we weren't getting anywhere. You know, we weren't putting in the practice time. Ballsy. We weren't, we weren't doing the promotion. I was ballsy. Because this is going to go anywhere. I'm out. And we didn't play our first show we had booked, and we just completely fell apart at that point. Well, then he, that's what's called. He, 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 he shorted he, your, your he, stock. He, yeah, he. <laughs> he bet against that motherfucker. He, he hedged his bet, and he, and he, yeah. he but he, he, he was right. Well, yeah, he was right. He saw the writing was on the wall. Like, um, we would meet up to practice and songs that nowadays, if I went back and learned them, I'd have them down within yeah, a half sure, hour. Sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you, you're, I mean, you're talking over, you know, what, 12? And, and you're, and you're talking years. at that point, I had maybe been playing guitar for a handful of years. Right. So I just got good enough to where, okay, now I can like write songs. Right. Like I know how to play guitar now. I can actually use it. Yeah. And so, you know, even then, like you're, when you're 14 years old, like you're, 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 you're green. You're completely green. And, you know, none of us really understood like, no, like booking a show is like a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It's not just like, hey, we wrote a couple songs. Now we'll just book a show and we'll just wait till the show comes. We'll just show up and play them all. Like you, you gotta rehearse. You gotta. There's a lot that goes. You gotta promote. Like it's yeah. I wish I had known that then because I would have been able to like steer us in the right direction. Because now it's like, as a musician and as like you know being in a band, you understand when things start to get kind of stale. Where like, you know, hey, maybe we have to like do this or we have to rearrange our schedule and do it this way in order to accommodate everybody so we can make it work. Right. You know, back then, like you said, it's so scattered because, you know, you're relying on your parents to give you rides everywhere. Yeah. You can't you, you know, get you, nothing done on you, your own. You can't get nothing done on your well, own. Well, you can practice and make yourself you, better. You don't have the money to upgrade your gear for yeah. what you really need. Because that's the other a, thing you're too. You're stuck I mean, with a squire. Yeah. Like, I'm fuck. playing like, you know, a hand-me-down Stratocaster Johnson and, Right I've had that bass For like 17 years Right Like I had <laughs> I had a first My first guitar ever Was the first act Ah oh, jeez yeah. yeah Yeah I've like, I, I've gotten some Like brutal ones But I mean hey That Yeah that, Those are the guitars I learned like everything on How I learned Right Or right. the drums That I've learned Right And then on. what happened Was then my dad Let me borrow his Fender His Fender Strat And yeah. then I started Actually Game like Game over Then it was like I started learning guitar yeah. And then he bought me a Jackson. And that was it. Like I had, a, I had a Jackson dinky. Wow. And then, and then I started learning. No, that's like when I started really taking it. Yeah, seriously. You, you wanted to pursue it right. from there. Yeah. Um, but would what would <sighs> would yourself now looking back in hindsight? Because this is what I ask myself every day. Well, not every day. I don't wake up myself like <laughs> think about this question. Because like thinking, me thinking right now about this question, like th- thinking about it every day is kind of ridiculous. <laughs> But um, do you ever, like, w- would yourself now tell yourself back then, like, dude, stick on the sports route. Go the sports route. Or would you still say, knowing what you know now, go so the music route. It's funny you say that because for the longest time until I really, like, actually tried to learn an instrument, I've, I thought of it like, okay, I'm going to, you know, I like playing sports. I'm pretty good at hockey. I'm okay at baseball. You know, I could probably go to college and play somewhere small. Like I could play hockey at like a Rowan or something. You know what I mean? Like, and that'd be cool. Like that's kind of something I like to do. You know, but it was never like I never felt like that's exact. Like I know that's what I'm gonna be. Like I like I always feel like that could happen. You know, we'll see. But then it was like playing guitar, and the way it like progressed to like, 
hey, we also play instruments. You want to join a band? And like, uh, then you're right. Yeah. Then when you start writing songs, you're like, uh, you know, you're on to something here. The and you're magic like, starts. Then to you're come like, alive. you know, the like, juices. Yeah, you're like, you're like, you know, like, I'm pretty okay at sports. Like, I'm pretty decent at sports, but like, but you're not but LeBron wow. James. <laughs> but, but, but now when I'm coll- right, yeah, well, I'm collaborating with these guys. Listen to this fucking song we just wrote. Like, but let me you know just point I mean? that out because that's pretty fucking interesting, man. You you look at it in sports, and it's like you you realize that real quick in sports that you're not Michael Jordan, and like I like 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 how you're describing to me is like the same thing I'll describe to you is like I was very good at sports, but I wasn't a Mike Trout in baseball, right? You know, I wasn't you know uh, a JJ Watt in football, right? And and but that's you, the thing is, but you realize that, and then in music, the, the flip side of that, it's really bizarre. You look at it. You pick up a guitar, you play a Metallica song. Now, does that make you better than you know James Hetfield or Kirk Hammick? No, probably not. And, um, and it's funny because you mentioned Metallica. You, that that's that's my where, start, right? That's right. where a lot of people get their starts from. Well, in this genre, I would yeah, say. yeah. I mean, like it started with like me and my cousin. You know, he's a drummer, but dude, it's playing Metallica covers in the garage. But you you chase that. You know, thinking because you played that first Enter Sandman riff or Master, whatever your first riff was. Yeah, and, and, and back and then, learning Master of Puppets, you were like, "Holy shit, I can actually play now!" Like, right. just a fast, like thrashy song. Yeah, I, I wonder, like, that's got it <laughs> for me. That was the song where I was like, "Okay," like it really taught me, like, like picking speed and like, and yeah, like, down picking, how to like down pick and make it sound kind of chunky picking, sounding. Yeah, right, and even when all picking like. That real fast, like, digga, 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 and digga, for us with punk, it really helps. Right, right. It's it's a big help, and I've, I've used it to this day. That's <laughs> got to be some sort of, I I would imagine like, I don't know, chemistry in your brain, maybe. I like I like, like what I, I mean. And there are people that you know that get into sports. Maybe it's not us. And it's funny because like my whole family is kind of similar. Like we're all kind of like athletes slash musicians. Yeah. Yeah. So my, like I mentioned my cousin, my cousin, Anthony, he's, he's a drummer and he was the original drummer of my band with, uh, scripted chaos in high school. Okay. And shout he, out to cousin Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, I'll, I'll tell him to listen. Now I'll text him after this. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, um, he, you know, we, we, we won't reach out to Sarah this time, though. No, thank God. <laughs> that segment's long in the past. Now you can you can check that one out on YouTube. Yeah, check that one out on YouTube. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, same thing. He, you know, he plays hockey and baseball too, and he he more so realized early on he wanted to do sports more than music, so he kind of shifted towards hockey rather than sticking the drums per se. But he still plays to this day, and like sometimes we'll get together and jam. But um, yeah, and like um. My dad's cousin, you know, Mike, he was actually at our show Friday. Him oh, and his yeah, son, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocco. They're amazing guitar players. My dad's a really good guitar player. Uh, my uncle Anthony, who's my cousin Anthony's father, he's a great guitar player. So the family has, you know, musical background. Um, background. But again, like, you know, Michael's son, Rocco, plays hockey too. Um, my brother started to play drums for a while. Um, kind of, kind of realized early on he'd rather play sports. Um, yeah, but like it's, it's funny. Like for me, it was just like, look, I love playing sports, and I'm always gonna love sports. But I'm a, I'm a musician that plays sports. I'm not a, mu- I'm not a, an athlete that, that plays, plays music. music. Yeah, like that's how I identify myself. Yeah. If you ask me, like, yeah, I play, I, you know, I play in a bunch of different bands. Like, 
you know, I'm a basis and win by two, but like I also on my free time I play hockey, you know, in a men's league once a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not playing junior hockey in Canada somewhere. Right. Like I, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, do I I wonder if someone polled this, what would be the exact numbers? Um how many musicians like how many failed athletes, or maybe not failed, but how many more athletes would, you know, the, the sporting industry have, you know, from all different spectrums, you know, if if musicians didn't get into music, you know what I mean? Because, I mean, I know, like, I mean, that, that that's a big choice early on. And I feel like a lot of getting into music. And a lot you know of musicians I mean? have had that. Like, that's kind of seems to be like a pretty common backstory for a right, lot of musicians. Like, lot. you know, they yeah. were like, I grew up playing, you know. I was a pretty good baseball player, and then, right. you know, I picked up a guitar, and I realized that that was really more of what I was, you know, inclined to doing. Yeah, I, I, you know, I wonder that, man. It's like, uh, you know, how many? Because, like I said, it's it, it's a hard, it's a difficult choice early on. Because uh, I mean, you love both equally, but you know, right. essentially, to be good at. You, you, I mean, you could be good at multiple things, but to really like hone in on your craft, I mean, I would, for me anyway, it works to just practice my what I'm good at the most, and then like diverge the rest of my time accordingly to like what I'm. And it's a great, great you know point I mean? because I feel like now, like now, I feel like musically, I'm where I should be because I'm putting in all this time with it, right? And you know. All of us get together. You guys are all, again, amazing musicians. So all of us working Likewise. together. We're all, thank you. And again, like all of us working together, all those minds working together, writing songs. I'm learning a lot from you guys. You know what I mean? And for me, like it's helping me and my chops playing bass and everything. So yeah. like, but like for a while it was always like I would, you know, I played, you know, I played in bands and then I also played sports and I was like, pretty decent at both but not great at one or the right, other right because i always kind of like divided my time between the two same and then when i started kind of focusing more on music and made hockey kind of like a way to stay in shape and it's something that i love to do so i kind of still have that once a week um the tunes I, started sounding better right the tunes started sounding better the, the chops got better and yeah. like and i was still able to keep my you know little bit of athleticism i have left in my body <laughs> Like yeah, it's big. If yeah, and and it's given me time to like you know take some of that fucking strain off my knees, man. I've had bad knees for years. Just between like I got I got injured in football um, during a practice, and years of playing hockey's torn my knees up too. So like, yeah, it's imagine. felt good to kind of sit back and like focus more on music and give my body a break. Yeah, that's good, dude. Um, yeah, man, it's a you know like I said, it's uh it's interesting sports and, and music how they have a correlation but another thing why, why you know we were just talking about that that popped in my head it's like how many people do you think now like in in high school if at all are wanting to do to start a band at 14 15 16 years old like us you know what i mean like i feel like it's I think it's diminishing that's why I, like i mean i give huge shout out and, and credit to like bands like the estrogens yeah seeing kids at that age starting and playing that same music is just it's, like that pumps me up it gets me so excited to see because it's the like, culture is like it's not, still there right exactly and i i know i feel like personally i mean you might be able to agree you know you might agree with this that i feel like it's definitely diminished 
Oh yeah. Um, you You're know, talking about the number of like bands, like young bands, kids. Like when we started at our age, like wanting to get together, pick up a guitar and a drum set, and put a band together. You know what you need to to pick up a guitar or drums and learn. You need a, a pretty decent attention span and like be able to focus right. on. One I mean, thing. that's ye- it's years of your life that you're dedicating to this craft, and that that's so fleeting now, dude. That and, attention yeah. span, and and it's a shame too because it's. It's at a time where if you get into it now, you you can actually save a lot of time and money. You can sit in your home with a guitar and go online and have someone give you lessons on YouTube. Yeah. Oh yeah. A pre-recorded video that for free. For free. That it's the same thing you would get, you know, if you paid somebody at a studio to do that. Right. And I and I use that even like if I'm you know if we got a cover song that we had to learn on short notice or something. I'll pull up the tabs on one tab, and on the other tab, I'll have open a YouTube playthrough. Right. Somebody playing it or somebody breaking it down part by part. Right. It's a shame because we have so many tools now between, like, I you know, know man. all these places you can tab out your music. You can have mini little playing. home studios. Yeah. These, you know, affordable home studios. Like, there's so many avenues now where you can put out music is so easy and accessible that it's oh. a shame that most kids don't want to do it. Well, would, when we don't have the time ba- for bands, not music, because I would say a lot. It's more attracting to to hop in like to traditional solo. bands, right? Right, right. Like I, I think it's now m- the the solo route. Is it's going more, more solo tri- acoustic rap, rap R and B, pop, e- emo right, rap, right? Like, th- like I know we talk kind of talk a little shit on MGK a little bit. Uh, you know, I I like MGK. I I don't, I don't really shit on him too much. I, I understand. Well, I, I shit on him because of Eminem and how oh, Eminem yeah. made him switch genres. But if that never would have happened. Oh, you know, like I said, those two, you know how I feel about that. Those yeah. two are sitting at home laughing all the way, all to, the the way bank, to the bank, having a drink together and but if, sitting back and watching it blow up. Yeah. I mean, but if MGK never, you know, translated, you know, his music to uh, pop punk and, you know, we, we I, I'm pretty sure you've seen MGK live. I the have. scenes were there. Like he had a right. band. It like was already there. He had a whole backing but band. Two thousand live. Yep. Yeah, Work yeah. I, I saw him twenty fourteen. Like yeah, a few years later, he was he was with Lib Biscuit. Oh my the God. Tower Theater, dude. Wow. I that actually sounds like a great show. That was actually one of the most fun shows having pit tickets for. Oh, I can only because it was imagine, just like a dude. sea of people. In yeah, there. it was, and you know the Tower Theater is a legendary little place, and um, it was packed. Man. It was fun. <sighs> Yeah, man. Uh, I hope we can get back to that soon. Um, cause that's I know. It's fun. it's really funny looking back, like how I got to a point with concerts where it was like becoming a Routine. strain on not only a strain on the wallet, but like just a physical strain, like staying out late, the physical wear and tear on your body. Yeah, man. And then, you know, if you're at a show and you're moshing, you're at a hardcore show or a metal show, or well, whatever, but, uh, a pop dude, punk show. People aren't going to be like, I mean. Coming out of this, I mean, everyone, I, everyone wants to go back to these bigger shows, but like the stamina that you need to, you know, I mean, it. like if, if you want to do a one and done, that's cool. But like once you get your little taste, once. Well, you what s- I mean is like for a while I got to a point where I'm like, man, I got to like take a couple months, like not go to some bigger concerts or, right. or even just like local. Like that's what I mean. Kind of space out the local shows and like take a break because it's becoming a lot. And right. now I'm like, oh, my God, somebody invite me out to see so, somebody, to see somebody. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, I mean that. Yeah, I, I, I'm the same and, way. With and you, like man. we said, like it's also kind of shown that when people say they miss shows, they miss concerts, they miss concerts, like right. big arena concerts, and, yep. amphitheater, stadiums. 
they don't miss live music as in they don't really want to go to a venue and check out an original show of local bands. Right. And it's a shame because I understand, like, I understand that we're not the Foo Fighters. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to tell me that, you know, I'm not sitting here expecting to me to drop a flyer that Win by Two is playing on Friday night and have 200 heads show up right. every single time. Right. But it gets it, but it comes down to it when, you know, you invite someone to come to a show and it's like you're kind of getting the same list of excuses you get from. I know, you know dude. the stereotypical it's, it, it's joke wild, from your friend dude. when you're like, "Come out to my show," and it's like, ah, uh, you know, the one was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. I'm folding the dishes tonight." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Listen, <laughs> like stupid shit like that. Like I love those memes, dude. They're funny, man. But um, unless you're like living in Texas right now, where there's like a huge like ice age in Texas, like you know, what else are you doing? <laughs> like, what else are you really doing? Yeah, and like. How else are you going to, like, find new music to listen to? Like, right. listen, I have bands that I've been listening to on repeat for years. I get it. Like, we all have bands that we love that we... But, like, I also like to find new music. I also yeah. want to hear something different once in a while. You right. know what I mean? And, right. like, a lot of times, if you look, there's some really good talent out there. It's just a shame that it takes it takes a long time for that talent to reach people because, you know... When they try to put themselves out there, you get the people that come, and then you get people that just kind of, you know, they want to wait for the two hundred dollar show in Camden. Yeah, yeah. And sip on a fifteen dollar margarita. Right. When they could you be having I mean? like a two dollar shot and a ten dollar ticket. Two, you can have a two dollar shot, right? A ten dollar ticket and come hang with us, and and interact and, and talk, do more shots. Bring you up on stage, right? Like you know. And you know what I mean. I, gu- I like, guarantee that that ten dollars will go way further than that five hundred. Yeah, like you, spend you, could, you could come to a show, you know, even if you buy merch, like you could come to a show to see a band, pay ten dollars to get in, five to ten dollars on beer. Your and, fo- your phone's blowing. Ten dollar. Uh oh. I just wanted to point that out because I want to make sure everything's all right. Ooh, it's getting kind of late. That's why. Okay. I gotta get to my parents' house. Okay, so Mario's phone is blown yeah. up. In all right, I'm gonna go take this real quick. I'll be back. I'll just I'll uh, be back to close out. I'll just pause the recording. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so we're sorry. back. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I gotta, I gotta get going in a few minutes here. I got the Mario yeah. got the uh, the left right. Yeah, uh, from I'm Muhammad a, Ali. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of an hour late to where I gotta be, so I'm uh, pushing my luck. <laughs> yeah, man, um, the things, uh, the things Mario does for this podcast, uh, you know, that's how much I love you guys. You know, right. please, please. <laughs> Come come to local shows. Yeah, that's that's what we were <laughs> that's getting the at. The whole, yeah, the whole premise was listen. We, Let's just cut to the chase. We, yeah, we want to hang out with you guys. Come out to the shows. Like you know, we have one more booked for August. Hopefully, before then, we can book like one or two more. You know, and yeah. and then we get back in the swing of things next year. Hopefully, and we want to see you guys out there, man. Like, come on, like it's it's a good time, and you know, there's a lot of great bands we play with that we get to meet and network with, and really think you guys would enjoy. Um, you know, and yeah, support yeah, local music. Keep these local venues in business because they're providing something that, you know, we all desperately miss right now. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, between, you know, like like we hit on all this, you know, between, uh, you know, live music, recording, mu- uh, recorded music that, uh, you know, we're going to be putting out, um, you know, the content, the tournament, the football tournament. Um, you know, we'll be putting out a flyer for that uh, in the next like week or so. And, uh, you know, with, with the merch store launch and then, you know, all the shows that we're doing too, um, you know, we do have an announcement to make, uh, 
I think we do have another show this later this week. We'll go into a little more detail with it then. But. And we'll go into a little more detail, yeah. Um, don't want to uh, give it like any discredit. Or Still kind of in the early phase, too. Literally, the early phase. Like infancy stage, yeah. <laughs> But um yeah I mean the, the, we have a bunch of bunch of stuff coming out um you know I'm excited for you for everyone to hear it um you know like I said you, you know you could listen to our songs head over to Win by Two on Spotify on YouTube Apple uh you know Pandora wherever yeah anywhere you, you guys music. stream music come check us out man we got we got some cool tunes out there we got the EP out there a couple older ones and we're working on some new shit so within the next year you're gonna have some more Win by Two for sure hundred percent man hundred percent I'm pumped. Me I'm too, man. Pumped. I can't wait. They're great songs, and I'm excited for people to hear them, man. I really am. Yeah, this was uh, this was a dope episode. Um, you know, like I said, unfortunately we didn't have any a guest today, but it's all right because well, we could sit here and talk for hours. Yeah, and for you guys who made it to the end, thanks for listening to us. You know, thanks for hanging out and you know being a part of it. And um, yeah, I, I got to get home now. And uh, Cowabunga, I'll, bitches! Go Flyers tonight. Go playing Flyers! Playing in Lake Tahoe. Yeah, go Flyers. Go Flyers. Guys, thank you, guys and girls. Thank you uh, for checking out this podcast. Uh, if you like it, make sure to drop a like, subscribe, uh, follow, um, write a review on Apple, um, whatever you got to do uh, to to support the show. If you want to leave a, mu- uh, a message for the show for us to read on uh, air, uh, I'll leave a link in the description. Uh, but other than that, man, um, it's good to see you. Uh, John, as always, man, it's a pleasure being on the show. I love it, man. It's a good time. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, we kicked ass on Friday. And, yeah, um, we did. Yeah, guys, we got a couple clips. Um, I know you're, coming I think out, you're yeah. working on a couple more. Yeah, yep, go yep. check those out You know when they're out there. They'll be up on uh, probably our Facebook and, and YouTube page, Win by Two. And then, you know, if you follow us personally on our pages as well. But, um, yeah, I mean, other than that, uh, you know, thanks again for checking out this uh, episode of In The Paint Podcast. And uh, have a great rest of your fucking week and crush this fucking Monday. Peace. Mario always does the peace way too early because he doesn't know when the music's coming. But peace. Peace. <laughs>